Welcome to the latest podcast from the London Institute of Banking and Finance, lifelong partners for financial education. Learn more about our qualifications at www.libf.ac.uk. Welcome to the latest podcast for London Institute of Banking and Finance. I'm your host, Toby Brown, and today I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by tech trooper, Nicola Skull. Hi, Nicola. How are you doing? Hi, Toby. I'm good, thanks. Good. So, Nicola, um, if I haven't made it clear enough already, I'm very excited to have you here today because we are going to be discussing technology, mainly in the educational sphere. Um, but first of all, I'd like to sort of kick off with, uh, with you sort of telling everyone a bit about yourself, what you're up to, you know, here at the London Institute Bank and Finance. Hi. Hi. Um, well, um, my background, I initially qualified as a librarian many years ago, and I've worked um, in a variety of libraries um, in the charities uh, sector, um, uh, public government sector and private sector. Um, I joined LIBF in 2004. I'd never worked in education before that. And my role there was to set up an e-library, which was really quite, at that time, quite an innovative mm. thing. Most most libraries um, were physical um, places that people went to and um, just playing in the digital realm. So to have an entirely digital library service was, was quite innovative. Whilst I've been here, I've had so many different opportunities um, and um, uh, taken on new roles. As part of that, I've undertaken two postgraduate qualifications in uh, digital learning and as a, I've got a teaching qualification now as well, mm. um, which means that over that time, I've been responsible for leading those people who develop and produce all our learning experiences, as well as the library side. My role changed a year ago now, um, where I'm more responsible at, for, at a strategic level for looking at the okay. focus of the organisation in terms of how we use technology to teach and assess our students. I see. What a background. I mean, it's definitely clear I've got the right person. <laughs> um, so let's get into it, I suppose. So these days, there's sort of like a saying, you know, like technology is the future. Um, but, you know, what I'm interested in is, is where are we right now with technology? How is it helping us right now in education? As, as an educational industry. Exactly, yeah. 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 Well, it's interesting times, I think. I think that technology is one of the main influences that's changing the world that we live in. Um, how everyone is shopping, how they're working, how they're communicating with each other is using technology. Um, and that means they're changing their behaviours. They mm. want bite-sized content. They want to do things at the time they want. They don't want to plan. They want everything to be available 24-7. And that means that we need to think about how people learn as well and create experiences that match the way they're living their lives. Um, here at LIBF, um, we are developing our learning experiences with that in mind. Mm. I think it's great. I think everyone needs to sort of start embracing, as you're sort of alluding to there, um, so from your perspective, uh, what, what would you say are the key demands of educational institutes regarding technology? Okay, well, there are three things, really. Um, the first one we've already touched upon. I think we need to make sure that we have educational experiences that meet the needs of students, that fit, fits in with their lifestyle and their expectations. I mm. think that's critical. Yeah. Um, secondly, it's... It's really important that we prepare our students for a workplace where technology is going to be an intrinsic part of their lives. Jobs people are doing today are not going to be the jobs they're Mm. doing tomorrow or certainly the way they're doing them. And indeed, employers are 
increasingly looking for a digitally literate, literate workforce. Yes. So that's something they're looking at when they're recruiting. The final thing, I think, is something that's really playing my, on my mind at the moment. Traditionally, as educational institutions, what we've concerned ourselves with is the knowledge and skills people need to do a job. Um, but given that the pace of change is such that we can't really predict what those knowledge and skills yeah. are going to be, I think one of the things we really need to focus on is giving our students the capability to be resilient to change and to embrace change. Mm. We know that technology is going to be a part of everyone's lives. Um, we don't know what device people are using, what social media, what, what's going to happen in the workplace. I think we're chasing our tail if we just keep trying to teach students how to do things today and that we must make sure that our programmes of learning teach them this idea, this concept around resilience. Yeah, that's, that's fascinating about resilience point. I think... You know, there is a sense of nervousness to a point sure. about what, you, as you're saying, which social media, what device. Um, just going back to that point about the actual different sort of devices and different tech that people use. Um, is there more to technology in education these days rather than just the, your bog standard iPads, your laptops? What, what do you think is the future? My goodness, there is. And I don't think we need to worry about iPads and laptops and things. Students will use whatever device they want and we need to make sure that any learning is, is suitable to be accessed in a way that they want and mm. is just more, it isn't device specific. The future of technology, I think at its simplest level, it can help us create really engaging learning experiences mm. and that can be in the classroom. So we can use quizzes, voting technology, live research, we can record lectures, we can watch videos, we can get students to use smartphones and record their presentations. There's so many different applications in the classroom. And in distance learning, which is for us quite a traditional method of delivery, it can really help with the increased collaboration. One-to-one, um, uh, one-to-many, using forums and wikis. Mm. Um, we can use group activities and we can use a range of media to deliver the learning experience, move away from simple text-based content mm. and using all sorts of different animations and games and video. And indeed, we should be using digital in our assessment, going back to what we were talking about earlier and the fact that we need to make students ready for a digital workplace. Yeah. Let's not just assess them in, in, in rooms with timed exams. Let's mm. think more innovatively. Secondly, I guess, um, I feel technology can really support the democratisation of education, if it's done right, by the way. Moving away from this idea of a sage on the stage giving knowledge and to allowing technology to support this collaborative idea mm. where people learn together. And the teacher is also a learner with the group. Um, and finally, I think the really exciting thing that technology can do for education is to make it more accessible um, to those who wouldn't otherwise access it. So if you look at the rising MOOCs, many people would argue that that's helping universities to reach a much wider audience, um, giving them an opportunity to taste what HE education might yeah. be like, but also at a more local level. So technology supports that distance learning. It makes it more collaborative and better. That means that it can support those people who, for perhaps geographical reasons, that they're living in the back of beyond or maybe they've got some sort of physical disability that prevents them getting to a, to a building for lectures, mm. it can support that kind of level of accessibility. And finally, the ability to record lectures or to have your learning on a platform means that it supports those who find listening and reacting 
more challenging in the moment. Mm-hmm. So, um, so they've got time to go back and reflect and make notes in their own time. So, um, yeah, that's for me what, what, what technology can bring to the future of education. Sure, and it sounds all-encompassing, you know, embraces everybody's you know, walk of life, the difficulties that they have, you know, geographically, mobility, as you say. So yeah. it all sounds great. I mean, I just want to have a look on the other side of the sort of uh, the coin, I suppose. Um, I mean, when I was growing up... Um, you know, I had a football, I had Lego, and now you hear about kids these days that are in front of televisions, they've all got iPads, you know, and they play on mobile phones all the time. Uh, and people are, you know, reacting negatively towards this to an extent. Um, I mean, can you foresee any sort of potential issues with introducing more technology to our increasingly tech-savvy kids? Yeah, um, well, you make some really interesting points there. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not ever going to suggest that kids shouldn't be out there playing Lego um, or um, uh, playing football or doing some active Mm. things. I think that um, we need to, parents and teachers need to support kids to have a a real balance in their life. Mm. But certainly in terms of higher education, digital is bringing all those fabulous things that we were talking about earlier, Mm. but it does also bring some challenges Surprisingly, there's lots of evidence that suggests that although technology is ubiquitous for young people in terms of their lives, they're not necessarily as comfortable using digital in a learning Mm. environment. Um, So students definitely still need to be supported to to use technology in their studies. Technology, because it it brings about what we were talking about, this idea of 24-7 learning, bite-sized chunks, it it really supports a distance learning Mm. Um, agenda that if more people do that then that also introduces the traditional things that we've always found with distance learning which is loneliness difficulty to be motivated when you're in the classroom it's much easier because you're you're surrounded by other people studying to feel that motivation so we as um, education designers need to build that into our programs and make sure there are opportunities for that collaboration and to address that loneliness issue Mm. And we talked earlier about all the fabulous ways technology can introduce new accessibility, but it also introduces challenges. So we need to think about uh, when we're creating videos, for example, having a transcript that supports people who can't hear very well. We need to make sure that we don't introduce new accessibility challenges. Um, And the other thing to say is that the world's changing and people change careers many times now. Um, and so we've got this whole idea of lifetime learning. So not all our learners are all those young, digitally literate people. And so if we're going to use technology, we need to help those learners as well. Mm, yeah, definitely. And I think yeah, sort of the impression and the, and the picture I'm building is that it's all about sort of finding the right technology for the individual and how, or the student and how they learn, rather than just throwing all the technology at them. Absolutely. And I guess that's sort of where the teacher comes into things. They have to sort of analyze the students, uh, see how they learn. And, you know, with the development of technology, how, how do you see the role of the teacher or, or lecturer, for that matter, changing? I do. I do see some fundamental changes, and that brings challenges as well. Um, the lecturers uh, and teachers aren't always comfortable with technology themselves and may well need a, a great deal of support to move over to this new new mode. In the classroom, I think we'll see two main things happening, though, with the use of technology for the teacher. Um, It's really exciting. Lots of um, different HE institutions are using flipping 
Okay. Um, I don't know if you've come across this term before, but that's where um, they are preparing students using video, for example, to come to the lecture. So they'll, they'll have, the students will watch a video the night before the lecture, which will give them the core content that they need. Mm not needing so much for the lecturer to be that sage in the stage that we were talking about earlier and giving them that content there. Therefore, then the teacher's time with the students is much more about application and understanding of learning, much more um, useful, I would mm, say. Yeah. So they, so th- th- this classroom flipping is happening much more. Um, the other sort of big challenge, I think, for teachers is around them embracing technology, not just in terms of their own competence, but also in terms of um, understanding that that's what students use and want to use and kind of designing their lectures around this. So, um, for example, um, some lecturers will ban mobile phones from their lectures, yeah. which is just pointless, mm. frankly, because the students will be using their mobile phones just hiding underneath. Whereas if you build the use of mobile phones into your lecture and get students to do, for example, live pieces of research... Mm they'll be less distracted yeah. um, and, and it'll, it'll just become much more about the way people learn. Um, and I think the other, the other big challenge is they're, they're going to be, lecturers are going to be being asked to develop more multimedia pieces of learning. So they're just going to need some training and support. And that's why here at, at LIBF, we've got a, a number of learning technologists who are there to support our teachers. Excellent. So you, you speak of the support and that sort of, leads me on to the next subject which I want to cover um, the subject of many sort of sci-fi horrors a bit of a buzzword these days you know artificial intelligence I mean what what is your stance on artificial intelligence is it at a point where it can be effectively used in educating students what well, it already is I've seen some really good examples um, I haven't seen any in financial education okay that doesn't mean to say there aren't any it's just I, I've not sure. come across any but I've seen some great examples where it's being used for homework in schools where young people are able to go home and use their devices and using AI gets some really exciting mm. um, feedback instant feedback and I've seen it being used really effectively in medical education okay. um, uh, I think it's something it's a space we all need to watch. Um, it is. It, there's some really exciting applications and opportunities for us, and um, and I don't know what they are. And that's kind of what I was saying earlier because I, I just don't know quite how people are going to use all of these new tech. But I think it's really important. I think the other thing that we need to realise as educators is that even if we don't use AI to deliver our own learning experiences, we need to prepare our students for the fact that AI is going to be an intrinsic part of their work in the future. Um, That sort of technology is going to become pervasive. It is going to change the jobs people do or how they do them. We need to prepare students for that future. Yeah, it's really interesting. But still a little bit of time before we have any sort of robot teachers. Absolutely. (laughs) As long Um, as they look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, that's it, yeah. (laughs) Um, so what about yourself? Have you got a personal favourite technique or a bit of technology that you feel works well for you? God, I've got loads. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I can limit it to one yeah. in particular. Um, you might as well cut off my arm as take away my smartphone. Yeah. It's, it's a key part of my life and I wouldn't be without it. I love, I love Twitter. Um, I've got two Twitter accounts, a personal one where I've made some friends and I've got a professional one. Mm. Um, I find it's really helpful to build my knowledge of what's going on in the workplace and in the education industry. I stay up to date. I, I just love it. 
Um, at work, I've just had Office 365 installed and I just think that's brilliant. Yeah. It's really changed the way I'm working. It's really made sort of home, work and mo- mo- mobile all come together in a really simple way. In terms of learning myself, and I've done a lot of digital courses myself, I really like what digital can do for collaborative learning. I really like the fact that because I think it can be lonely, mm. you can have conversations with other students, you can work together uh, study together and build knowledge together and for me it's those kind of texts that really make a difference in the learning space yeah it has to be said I wish I could spend a, a little less time on my smartphone <laughs> although it's just last week you introduced me to this new quiz app so I mean <laughs> <laughs> I'm addicted again um, okay and finally um, if you're attempting to persuade some big wig you know or you know a board member of the benefits of technology to get some sort of investment in it uh, in education in one sort of quick short sentence what would it be I don't know about quick and short but yes. I've got a sentence <laughs> so I think it's really critical that education develops as the world changes it's always been critical and it always will be critical but key to that is using the right technology for the right purpose and making sure that you design learning experiences that re- reflect the needs and the wants of the students. And it doesn't just happen. You do need to design it. You can't digitise what you've always done. You've got to do something different. But the investment is really worth it. That's what I would say. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for joining me today, Nicola. It's, uh, it has been very quite enlightening. And you know, I get the sense that although technology is not quite the silver bullet yet... Uh, it's definitely you know, had a very bold impact on education. It really has, yeah. Thanks, Toby. No problem at all. And uh, until next time, goodbye and thank you very much. Thank you for listening. You can find out more information about attending our talks and events at www.libf.ac.uk forward slash events. If you want to get involved, contact us at podcast at libf.ac.uk. Thank you.